Father, we, we don't want to take for granted what happens at New Day. We are aware that year after year, you, you transform the lives of young people. Um, year after year, young people are saved and healed, and the whole direction of their lives are, are impacted by that event. That year after year, uh, adults are encouraged. Yes, they're tired, but they're encouraged by what you're doing. Uh, youth groups are built up. Churches are encouraged. And Lord, we pray that this year will not only be no different, we pray for an acceleration of your work among us at New Day. Lord, I pray for young people to be arrested by the gospel this year. Lord, I, I, Lord we're, we're aware of the way this ebbs and flows and people go to New Day and it's up and then life just gets on. I pray this year we'll see the change for some. That change whereby they grab hold of Jesus. They recognize who he is and the difference he can make in their daily lives. I pray for that. And Lord, I pray for those of us who are going to serve, whether it is the youth or whether it's the event itself. Uh, Lord, I pray give us energy, give us strength, give us patience, give us wisdom. We ask for it. And I pray, Lord, for those among us who are going really just to be among the people. It's maybe a time of rest. Give them rest, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so we can all sit down, and I know the youth are going to go out. And uh, can we just applaud Nick and Lally? They have just done an amazing job with our youth. Um, I mean, they're going to be leading youth, and, and Lally's seven months pregnant. So... Uh, uh, thank the Lord for energy. Okay, so there's just a couple of other things I wanted to uh, mention. Um, uh, where where are Chechenelli? They Chechenelli here, so they're waving. So I just wanted to mention uh, a couple of things. Uh, Chechenelli, uh, I suppose just because this happens when you maybe work for Google, are going to San Francisco for three months. Yes, yes, all of us are like, really. Uh, they're, they're going, I think, with work for church, and obviously while Ellie's on uh, maternity leave, they're, they're going there. So uh, I'm telling you that now, because obviously they won't be around for three months, but I'm asking you also to pray for them, to pray that whilst they're there, uh, that, that all those work things work, but that, that Ellie finds a mini home, that they find a church, that they connect with family and friends. So, so we're going to be praying for you as you go, uh, and pray that you have a great time. Um, and also, I just want to invite uh, Sarah up. Sarah, you going to come up? So I'm just going to ask, uh, 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 Sarah is also going on a trip uh, this year. Why don't you just say a little bit about that? Um, so I'm going on a trip in a few weeks' time with Open Doors. Um, they work with persecuted Christians around the world. And we're going on a prayer trip to probably one of the most closed countries in the world. Um, I can't actually say where it is, um, but... It's, yeah, it's not a good place to be a Christian. Um, there are probably about 300,000 people there who are Christians out of like 25 million people. Um, and about 50 to 70,000 of them are in So we're basically going into the country to pray for them. Um, we can't obviously meet with any Christian, but we're able to, if they know we're there, be encouraged by what we're us seeing us there. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a exciting trip. Yeah, so who wants to go to San Francisco and who wants to go with Sarah? Okay, okay. well let's just pray for Sarah as she goes. Father, we 
just want to pray your protection upon her and the others in her team. And uh, Lord, it seems incredible that, that through Sarah we are connected to Christians in another land where they are persecuted for faith. Lord, that is not something that we have received here. Uh, but we pray for them. We pray you'll strengthen them. We pray that they will be aware of this group coming, praying in their land. And we are such a blessing upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, I, I know she probably won't make a big thing of it, but um, it's Hannah Ellis's last Sunday. Where's Hannah? Hannah's here. I know she won't want me to say that, but it is her last Sunday. So, and are there cakes? Did I hear there cakes outside? So, so Hannah is like Baker, Great British Bake Off kind of person, and she has brought cakes uh, for the end of the service. So uh, uh, praise the Lord for that. Okay. Um, Steve to come up. He's going to give a final notice. No, in fact, there are loads of notices, and I've absolutely forgotten them. So John, Steve, various people are coming up. I'm just going to do one notice. Um, as you um, saw earlier, lots of people are going to New Day, not just youth, um, loads of people serving. So we've made a decision. We're going to not meet for the next two Sundays. So that's the 29th of July and the 5th of August. Um, we're really encouraging you to just keep New Day in your prayers during that time. Um, for the youth, they serving, they really meet with God. Um, but we're also encouraging um, people to, an alternative to go to Beulah Family Church, who, <laughs> um, Johnny loves them, obviously, um, and who served us so well at the weekend away, and Johnny continues to come and serve us on Sundays. So that's on the 29th of July and 5th of August. On the, one, on the 5th of August, um, we're going to have a bring and share lunch at um, mine and Emma's place afterwards so we'll send something out on WhatsApp and if you let us know if you're interested in coming it's about five minutes walk from Beulah so if you make that meeting it's quite an easy um, thing to go to afterwards cool, thank you thanks Steve okay, a few more notices which I'll quickly go through first of all if you're new to the church or if you've been, in fact whoever you are a very warm welcome but if you're new to the church or if you've been coming for just a few weeks and you'd, <coughs> you'd like to know a little bit more about what we do we have a welcome card here, so come and see me afterwards, and we'll take your details, and we'll connect you into the things we're doing as a church. Uh, community groups. So we do community groups here, and we normally run them very regularly. Over the summer, that's changing a little bit. So the Thursday group, which we know as GodPod, uh, that will be running all the way through, I believe, so no changes there. But the other groups, the Saturdays and the Sundays, um, we're not quite sure what's happening yet. So if you're in those groups... <laughs> Speak to your community group leaders, and they'll be able to tell you a bit more. Um, and then the other regular things we have, we normally have a women's coffee morning, and I believe that is not meeting every Monday as it has been. But if you check out the Beacon Babes WhatsApp group, if you're on that, if you're not, well, don't, we won't get into that. But um, then um, there'll be messages, I think, and updates as to some ad hoc meetings over the summer. Then uh, we also meet, uh, how else do we meet? We do the single mums, which Emma organises, and Emma, that's not happening officially again over the summer, is it? But you're going to contact a few people for some ad hoc meetings again as well. So that's news on that. And then I think the other thing was just around creche. So we are, we are still doing creche over the summer, but we're doing it a little bit differently. So I think already we've been meeting in that back room the last few weeks, and we're going to continue to do that. 
but it won't be a manned creche, so you'll have to be there with your children. But there'll be toys there. I think the sermon will be broadcast through there as well. It has been recently, so you won't have to miss out. And so that's just the way we're going to do it over the summer. And then lastly, so there's no summer, there's no summer Saturdays at Owen and Pauline's as well. That's now finished, sadly. But I think it was a big success. Uh, and then lastly is the summer barbecue, which is happening on the 2nd of September. And it's going to be brilliant. It's the last in our, in our sort of series of outreach events where we really are looking to invite people from the community as well as just for our church. And they've been really, really good over the summer. I just want to very briefly tell you about the magic show which we had last week where actually there were three people that, that didn't know Jesus in that meeting and all three of them made a response, made a commitment to Jesus after the, the magician shared his testimony. So God is, has really been doing things and he's been doing more through the summer and, and I hope that's an encouragement to, to just bring friends along to church and to the, to the barbecue uh, on that particular Sunday. So get that date in your diaries. It's Sunday the 2nd of September. We're going to have loads of great food. I think the, you know, the man, the barbecue man, Garth, is, is doing it again. So you know it's going to be a really good quality. Big, yeah, we give Garth a round of applause, actually, because he, <coughs> he always gets roped into this, and he always does such an amazing job. So we're going to have a really good food, and I think we've, we've commandeered the front playground, so there'll be loads of um, equipment for the kids to play on. So it's just going to be a really fantastic time for us as a church and for our friends that we bring. Okay, I think that's it for me. So we have been doing a uh, series in the book of Acts, looking at how the church was, how the, I suppose how the, the, the early church came to bear, came into birth, came, was born, and the different things that were involved in that, in terms of they were preaching the gospel, they were seeing people saved, and uh, we've come to Acts chapter 3, and we're going to read the first 16 verses and uh, just speak into this a little bit today. So Acts chapter 3, verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. 
And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. While the, men, while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Fellow Israelites, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? The God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus. You handed him over to be killed and you disowned him before Pilate, though he decided to let him go. You disowned the holy and righteous one and asked that a murderer be released. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses of this. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can all see. Uh, Let's pray. Uh, Father, I thank you for just the way you uh, have been evident with us this morning. I thank you for just the myriad of ways you would have already spoken into people's hearts. Um, I pray that we would see uh, fruitfulness coming out of those seeds that have been sown. Uh, Lord, I pray... Uh, for those that are outside of this meeting, I pray for the youth and the kids and those in crèche that you would be with them. But Lord, in this moment, I ask uh, that you would uh, come and you would uh, bring alive your word to your people. I pray that you would do what you have promised, do what you have said, and that we would have open hearts to you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to do things ever so slightly differently uh, today. I'm going to share a little bit and then um, there's going to be a moment where we are going to do what happens in this passage in terms of praying for the sick and I'll explain how we're going to do that. Peter and John were key disciples of Jesus and just the background to this passage is um, if you, you read in Acts 2, the first sermon Peter ever preached, um, he sees 3,000 people respond to the gospel, um, and then there's a community that gathers and they begin to meet in one another's homes and they have favour with the people. This then is the second um, time that Peter preaches. It's interesting if you were to read the full passage, nobody obviously responds to the gospel, and this sermon ends up getting Peter thrown into prison so you can't actually guarantee what's going to happen when you preach the gospel but on this particular occasion it's not obvious that people are saved uh, but Peter does end up in prison at the beginning of chapter four Um, and we have this situation where a lame man everything that we see in this passage is normal this is like daily Routine, daily routine, Peter and John and others would go to pray. They would go up to the temple to pray. That's what the Christians did. At this point, they're not necessarily meeting on Sundays. They're just going regularly to the temple to pray. It was their habit. It's good to get into those kinds of habits. Your habits being you regularly pray, you regularly go to church, you're regularly doing things like that. Good habits to be in. A good habit is as difficult to break as a bad habit. So get into good habits. It's worth it. 
So they're in a good habit here. Then part of their daily routine, part of the daily life of people in Jerusalem was people who were lame or sick, sitting, begging. That was part of life. That was the way life worked for them and around them. So this man, this would not have been the first day that people placed him by the gate, by the the gate called Beautiful. It says he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple. That's That's how he did his life. They placed him by the gate. It's really obvious he never expected to be healed. He never expected to have his legs back. What he expected to happen was he could gain enough money through the day to be able to survive. Yeah? Jesus says, the poor you will always have with you. Yeah? So there was no big push upon the church to eradicate poverty, but there was something to notice. Notice the poor. And here, Peter and John notice the poor. Maybe they hadn't walked past him before in that same way. But it's their daily experience. This guy has faith to ask for money. Yeah? That's where his faith is. Can you give me some money? He looks at them and he's expecting something. He was not expecting that his legs would get better. Yeah? He's not expecting that. He's expecting something, though, And Peter, maybe he had passed him before, we don't know, but in this moment, he has faith to go, look, silver and gold I don't have, but what I have I'm going to give you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, walk. And then the other thing that makes the, I suppose, makes this um, miracle so powerful is everybody knew the man. Yeah, everybody knew this man who sat at the gate and asked for money and they were, they were used to walking past him. Maybe sometimes they were embarrassed. They were used to walking past him. They knew him. So then when they see him on his feet making a scene, it is no wonder when the passage says, um, while the man held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running. They came running. Why? Because they'd seen something. Oh, my goodness. What has happened to the man who begs? He's on his feet. He's dancing. Maybe he's got new moves or something. He's dancing away before them. They come running to find out what's going on. And because of that, it's because of that that Peter addresses the crowd. Yeah? It's not obvious that Peter had planned a sermon. Yeah, it wasn't obvious that Peter was like, okay, yeah, we're going to do some healing on the streets today. And then afterwards, when the crowd gather because of the miraculous healings, we see, I'm out, I'm there. It wasn't obvious that that was happened. The healing was the sign. It was an obvious sign. And people were like, whoa, what has just happened? And as a result, Peter preaches. And, and he gives them, he gives it to them. You killed him. Yeah, he tells them what for. He goes on and talks about repentance. He tells them what for. Uh, Now, it's obvious that when they first arrive and see the man and see Peter and John, they're wondering, what is it about Peter and John that have made them, you know, there's something about these guys, something's happened. And they're like, come on, this is not about us. And then they explain what they're going to do. Now, it's interesting because it was not the man's faith that healed him because he did not have faith in Jesus. He did not even know Jesus. Yeah? That what healed the man was the fact that Peter and John had faith in Jesus. 
Yeah? And that's helpful to know because sometimes people get healed and it's not their faith that heals them. So I don't want you to think that if you want to be healed, you've got to conjure up faith. Yeah. Even among us now, and in a moment we'll test this, there will be people sitting here now who have faith for healing. Yeah. There'll be other people who don't have faith for healing. They'll want it. They'll oh, I wish I had. But there will be people who have faith for healing. Yeah? And Peter and John were such people, and there was a connection made between people who had faith for healing, Peter, and a man who needed healing, the lame man. They come together, healing occurs, and the gospel is preached. It's important for us to understand, because we can get confused around healing, it's important for us to understand that the key to healing is faith. It's faith. It's not even, oh, have you got a gift of healing? I'm not saying that there aren't gifts of healing. Of course there are. But that's not the key to it. The key to it is faith. Do I trust? Because he says here, he talks about, we are by faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. It is Jesus' name and the faith that comes through him that has completely healed him, as you can see. So this healing is evident and obvious. It's public. It's seen. Everybody can verify it. We don't see those healings all the time, but, but we mustn't get discouraged with that because what the healing was, it was a sign of something. It wasn't just about, oh, look, God heals. It was more about God healed in order that a message could be then translated or, or sent out to the people at that time. That was why the healing occurred. It wasn't just because, oh, God loves every individual. He wants to heal this man. All of that, I'm sure, is true. But it was the sign in order that the message could be preached because it stopped everyone in, that, in their tracks. I don't know where your faith is, but I'm going to ask a couple of questions and we're going to find out. We're going to do a little mini survey. I want you to put your hand up. If just walking into church, you know, because, the, because it might be because you yourself have been healed. It might be because you have seen healing. It might be because you have a gift of healing or whatever it is. I want you just to put your hand up if you have faith for healing. Hallelujah. Okay, so just put your hands up again. Do you have faith for healing? Okay, so half our church, if not more, have faith for healing. Well, praise the Lord for that. I want you to put your hand up if, do you know what, you don't, you, you want faith for healing, but you just couldn't, you couldn't put your hand up because I, I, I just don't know that I have faith for it. Just, just put your hands up, be, on, be honest. Okay, there's a few of it. We're like, okay. I have faith for healing. I kind of don't have faith for healing. Yeah? So what we're going to do is, uh, uh, what I feel felt to do this morning is to allow and to release those who have faith for healing to pray for healing. Yeah? So what I want you to do now, and uh, just for a moment, I want us to just bow our heads 
and just begin to pray and, and, you know. I'm going to ask for any among us who want prayer for healing. Yeah? So I just want you to think for a moment, just, just bow your heads, just, just be still for a moment. If you know you want prayer for healing, I want you to stand up. Now, I'm going to say a couple of things to hopefully help us here. Firstly, half our church have faith for healing. So, gosh, if you have something you want healing of, you, you want to stand up because we've got people here who have faith for healing. But the other thing I want to do is say this. I'm not simply talking about physical healing. I've not asked you if you have a bad leg or a bad knee or whether you have a, some kind of disease. I think if you have, if you require, there are other kinds of things you need healing from. Some of us have, we need healing in our minds, and we know that. Some of us need healing in our emotions. Some of us need, there are other kinds of things that we need healing for. And some of us, do you know what? It's not you that needs healing, but you know someone very close to you who needs healing. If any of those apply, I'm going to ask you to stand. So if you have another kind of thing that you need healing for, or you know someone who needs healing, I want you to stand. Okay. Okay, there's, lot, there's lots of us. Now, of those who are still sitting... But just put your hands up again if you say, I've got faith for healing. No, right up, right, be bold. Yeah, okay, so there's numbers of us still. Okay, so for those of you who have faith for healing, I want you to go and stand by somebody who wants healing. Now, I want you to do it now. Those of you who have faith, you know, and it wasn't that it was, we've not drummed it up here. <laughs> We're saying you've walked into the room and in your hearts you have faith for healing. Now, if there aren't enough of them, there are those of you who have faith for healing and you're standing, get with someone else and pray, maybe. And we're just going to spend... So, so just hand out if you've got no one by you to pray with you. Is there anyone who hasn't got anyone? My love, so Stella's gone there. So. Okay, is there anyone who, who's got faith for healing who's like, oh, but I'm not so sure now? No? Okay, no. Okay. So get into your groups, and, uh, and if you can just put some music on in the background, and just begin to pray for healing in the name of Jesus. That's what I want you to do for a few minutes. I assume if you have faith for healing, it's because you've prayed for healing before. So can you just, just begin to pray? Ask one another, what is it? So you need to find out. It would be helpful. Don't just assume. And uh, have a little conversation and then pray. Okay, if we want to draw our, our prayers to a close. So uh, the other thing I, I felt to uh, really ask was, um, 
uh, among those of us who have faith uh, to, to pray for healing. Uh, really, I, I suppose I just want to give a moment for you where, where you are, really, just to, just to pray out that we would be a church that can really see people healed. Uh, because we, we live in a community where, oh my goodness, d- does it need healing? Does it need healing? And we're involved in lots uh, in relation to that. We're involved in, you know, whether it be Food Bank or CAP or even dealing with young people. We're involved in a world that really needs healing. And the only healing that really counts is the healing that God brings. And so, just for a moment, um, we're just going to really, we can, maybe we'll stand for this. And then one or two, I'm going to ask for you just to, just to pray out where you are prayers of faith over us as a community that we might be a community that brings healing. Uh, Just going to read these words that have always been precious uh, to us as a church and certainly to me. Isaiah 61, the first four verses. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Uh, Why don't we just stand together and um, just uh, maybe we begin to pray, but I just want to encourage one or two or however many want to just to pray out prayers of faith over our church in relation to healing, seeing people healed. So why don't we do that? Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. In all that comes at us and that all those around in this uh, 
how we are strong, that we used to live by um, anxiety or fear, but now we know um, confidence and we know peace, God. And Lord, we just pray that we would be those messengers, Lord, people that are just welcoming in these people, bring into the place that you can find freedom here, that you can find peace here, because of, we can introduce you to a God and the God that um, that you are and the kingdom that you are bringing. And Lord, we pray that in this local community that you would start in this church and it would spread, God. And we pray yes. that we would know more of that vision, Lord, and not, not see it how it is now. But God, what do you want to do here, Lord? The, um, Lord, the freedom of the people, God. And we pray that you would show us what they are to look like, God. That we, we're to pray in God, not what we... Uh, we don't pray into, Lord, how it is now. But Lord, we want to bring to this earth what you want to do, Father. Yes. pray in your spirit that we would have that faith, God. Thank you. As we're praying, I can kind of in spirit I can see a kind of a very fine gold glitter falling in this room, which I believe is a, a healing anointing falling on us. And we believe in the sovereignty of God. And if you're in this room now, it's because of the sovereignty of God. And I feel there are those who feel like you know that you have grace to receive this a healing anointing. And I would just say, if that's you, if you feel you have grace to receive this, to be someone who is a more empowered person to bring healing, to open your arms wide and receive it. We're all getting covered by it regardless, but I feel there are some who are specifically graced. I only spoke before that about there are those who have the grace to do things. And I believe there are some here who have the grace to receive a healing anointing, to, bring it, to make it normal here. We're all going to get it anyway. But there are some who believe need it more and will receive it more. If that's you, put your hands out and receive more as it falls from heaven onto us. If you want that, it's a good thing to want these things from God. You do it as well. And you put your hands out and you receive a large anointing of, of a healing gift, of a healing ministry of faith to see people released. As Matt prayed, everywhere Jesus went, people were healed. A woman reached out and touched him and was healed. He spoke to an old lady who was bound and bowed over and said, I release you, who have been bound by Satan for about 18 years. That should be normal, that is kingdom activity. And we have kingdom people about the business of Jesus and his kingdom, building his kingdom. Father, I pray for those that you have called out, those you have graced to receive your gifts. Mm. particularly of healing today yes, that, you would, that you would download into them yes. what you want them to do that they would have a, a divine encounter with you now that they, will, they would know what is expected of them in you and they will be able to move in a powerful way that everywhere they move and walk that they would leave this gold vapour around yes. them that yes. it would linger it wouldn't, it wouldn't just go with them but it would trail, trail behind them and around them like vapour trails behind an aeroplane mm. that they would walk in power they would know, that we would know, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are princes and princesses in a kingdom that is not seen. And we have authority. We have the authority of the Son of the Word, the author and creator of all things. We have that authority in us. And we were told a few years ago, we are carriers of the power and the presence of the living God. Where we go, there should be blessing. Because we are there. Jesus is in us. So would you remind us, even in this room now, that we are a blessing to ourselves and to everyone around here, yes. everyone we will meet today and tomorrow and every day for the rest of our lives. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Amen.
Father, we thank you for uh, this moment. Um, in many ways, in the grand scheme of things, it's, uh, ins- it's insignificant. Nobody knows apart from us that there was a moment where you empowered us to heal. And a community doesn't know that yet, but we pray a community will experience it. We pray you will fulfil your word here, that we will see people healed. We will see uh, widows find families. We will see prisoners set free. Uh, We will see broken-hearted people bound up in the name of Jesus. Um, we, We ask for this, and I pray even as we go, Lord, and... We go and we got a, a, a couple of weeks uh, not gathering together. Um, I pray you'll go with us. I pray for your protection upon this church. I pray your protection on all those that are going to New Day. I pray your protection on those that are travelling. I pray for Chechenelli as they travel and Sophia, that you'll go with them. Oh God, that you will go ahead of them, that they'll discover that, oh God's already been here. God's opened doors that we weren't expecting. We pray for that and we pray as we come back there'll be this, that you would have done something in the hearts of many here as regards healing, oh God, that you would have placed it in us, that we will become active in this community. We pray these things in your name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. Okay, well we are going to finish there and uh, the next time we'll be here it will be the 12th of August. So have a good couple of weeks. Um, Bye-bye.